Deadwater Rap Pod back one more again with the run TMC of podcasting. It is myself, Jim One. I am joined by Mr. Nate LeBlanc. How's it going? Good. You? Yeah. Dave? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm we're out of here. We're we're joined by a, a friend of the you could tell it's Monday. We're just like, yeah, fucking intro. All right, whatever. Uh we are joined by a friend of the program who Man, you haven't been on here. It was like fucking February or something right, the last right. time you were on it here. Was early days. We that, didn't know what we were doing yet. That was fun, yeah. though. What were we talking about? Rap movies? Rap we were talking movies. about rap yeah. movies. And yeah. we were here with rap movie savant, but also <laughs> uh, DJ producer, DJ Cutso. How's it going, man? <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, we're, we're, we're blase Monday, but um, but but good to be here with, with everyone. Um it's it's a great time to be alive late stage capitalism uh climate catastrophe on our heels but the wine is good tonight so <laughs> shout out to mr david ma um i guess this is the dj episode this is the long uh talked about but never done dj episode and everyone in here kind of i would say i was i'm probably the most least tenured but like everybody has like journeyman to expert level uh, DJ experience, and we'll also be talking with. What do you call it when you've been a novice for like twenty years? <laughs> that's a journeyman. <laughs> journeyman. That's that's a that's a straight Palooka journeyman. journeyman. Mystic. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say hey. that. Master uh, novice. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm there. I'm the DJ that you get if you can't afford a proper DJ. That's funny. And that's I like, and I owe like you a, a favor. What is a DJ if he can't scratch them? Me. <laughs> fade in, fade yeah. out. Yeah, my I'm the get you get what you pay for guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, exactly. you called me. What did you expect? Yeah. That's that's totally totally where I'm coming from. But DJ Cutso is an actual professional. Um, also, my birthday twin. Shout out, hey, Scorpio gang. Hey, bang bang. Hey, hey, couple uh, days away. Yeah, coming up, coming up real soon. Happy birthday! Adult yeah. birthdays are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta milk it, man. You gotta yeah. get. I'm like, I'm here for your free drinks, um, and up. free lunches, and anything else. That I get for just being alive. <laughs> <laughs> I've accomplished nothing but being alive. I celebrate you guys every day. Yeah. <laughs> I made it another year. Give me a discount on my eggs. Yeah. Right Off now. top, Denny's. Listen up. Straight up. So, um, so yeah. So, everybody kind of has some level of, of DJ experience in the room. We're going to kind of get and talk about, like, real heady shit, like the state of the art form. But I wanted to create some space real quick. Cut so. DJ Pet Peeves. You've you've worked the club scene forever and ever and ever. You've been a a battle DJ. What what are some of your kind of like you love you love the craft, but what are some of your kind of pet peeves with uh, being a working DJ? Um, you know, um, net thirty paychecks. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. net thirty paychecks uh, for 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 the for the layman. Describe gonna, what's a net thirty. We're gonna pay you insane gobs amount of money to play for like 20 minutes but we're not going to send you your check for like 45 days oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's some bullshit yeah, yeah. i mean so you does, know uh, does it balance out and make it kind of not that good of a gig no no i mean well you know eventually when you get that check it's like oh tight cool. right yeah that was that gig i did like fucking way back in the day <laughs> but um i mean you know i mean you work constantly enough then that doesn't really become a problem but um yeah it's 
it's one of those things where like sometimes you just need the money like right motherfucking now. Yeah, no, totally. Seriously. I don't want to have to call JG Wentworth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is there like a payday advance for this DJs? Is, this is not an annuity or a structured <laughs> settlement. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I supposed to call at this point, man? You weren't part of the Planet Rock settlement? <laughs> oh. Nope. <laughs> Um, but I, but I, did, I did get my 75 cents from Wells Fargo. There it is. <laughs> nice. There it is, you shysters, yeah, you man. bastards. Yeah. Um, what, what's, what's a pet peeve from the club, the club scene and being in clubs all the damn time? Um, you know, I don't really have very many these days because, but, I mean, like, you, you know, like people will say, you know, oh, people who request dumb shit. I mean, there's going to be people who request dumb shit all the time. Just you're numb mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of the job. You're there DJing for a party, and people want a party, and people have... So play some hip-hop doesn't bother you when you're playing some hip-hop? No. no well, <laughs> that's the thing now, because, like, I, like, you know, the way I DJ, it's, you know, I, I keep it... I keep the mix, you know, healthy and, you know, mm-hmm. like, just kind of diverse enough for people to... To keep them away. Oh, okay. From, from that, you know? that like <laughs> so you're saying to get around people being annoying, be good. Yeah, be good. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna work on the that. The less people you have coming up to you asking for shit, the better you're doing. Right. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well Got said. you. Yeah. Got you. So, so it's because it's like reading the room, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know how to read a room, then you shouldn't have to, you know. And and plus, you know, if you've been doing it long enough, you're probably equipped to be able to take any request that comes your way, but. You know, that also depends on what kind of place you're playing or what kind of gig you're playing. Right. Right. Um, but um, I don't know. Right right off the bat, I mean, pet peeves in the club. Um, man. Stink breath people talking to you while you're DJing. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, club staff that won't, like, even pay attention to me when I need a drink. I've been up there for fucking, like, <laughs> right, four right, hours. Right, right. I'm not going to go to the bar and wait for a drink. Right, you know right, right. Like, Just... That my man is parched. Take care. Yeah. Take care of your DJs. Take care of your yeah. man. Man, uh, from the from as a veteran of too too many bad weddings, um, my thing was always like everybody in here is fucking eating. Everybody has a fucking plate right now. Y'all think I don't want to eat? You oh. think I eat vinyl? Like what, how does this? Vinyl. Chips. You think I'm here just to play the OJs and starve? No, no, like, no. That, that shit is on my contract. Like, is I, it? I, I in still your writer? Do, I still do weddings from time to time. Okay. And I'm like, yo, what's up with the vendor meals? Like, right. yeah. And you're yeah. not gonna sit me in the back with you know hidden from everybody else. No, you're giving me a spot at the table. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's, that's what's up, man. Fuck yeah. If up. I'm not sitting next to someone's aunt, you're at a breach of contract. Yeah, man. Yeah, straight <laughs> up, man. Yeah, give me yeah. a fly auntie and some uh, and some steak, man. Well, no, that's dope, man. Because I, I know. Um, you know, just looking online and stuff, I know there's a lot of like acrimony in the DJ community around yeah. around a lot of these issues. What's your what's your take on the on the issue of the kind of controller, um, the controller thing where people are kind of, you know, I think it's really awesome because you know technology is just it's allowed us to you know like when when we were coming up DJing in like the 90s and the 80s or whatever, we were limited to our Two turntables and our mixer. Right. With these controllers now, you have a sampler, you have turntables, mm-hmm. you have a drum machine in some cases. Like there's a Roland controller that has right. a built-in 808. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And it's, I mean, you know, I've always been about it's not what you have, it's what you do with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could have like the smallest little rinky-dee controller. Like if you look at my Instagram feed, I was DJing a backyard party at my girlfriend's house last night with this little like toy controller. Mm-hmm. I was killing the shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's it like, was like no here. different than me using a pair of turntables in Serata. Like, right, right. It, it, there's so much you can do with technology now, and just I feel like year after year it gets better and better. 
and cats are getting more and more creative. So mm. yeah, I actually snuck out of the house. Um, shit, this was months ago for my like biannual go to a club and hear dope DJs, and it was uh, Cutso, Miles Medina, uh, Jazzy Jeff. Oh, you came to the good one. (laughs) Those are good DJs. Miles Medina's set, like, my ears were just melting because, like you say, uh, he was incorporating samples, stuff he was mixing, beats he was making on the fly. Like, it just, to me, it felt like when when we watched the Warriors play basketball and go, like, I would have nutted in my pants in the 90s to see some shit like this happen. Like, the shit is so so advanced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Miles is a, he's a performer. Yeah, yeah, it's a performance. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, he's a DJ when you put him in a club setting, but when he's in that setting, like, you know, in a a setting where we can flex and really Mm -hmm. show off our full capabilities as DJs, that guy is straight balls out performer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, his sets are so well, they're just so crazily, like, put together. Yeah. Like, each piece connects. It's like, um, What's that old TV show um, where everything uh, – oh, Mr. Show. Okay. Like yeah, each yeah, each yeah. sketch connects. Like there's always right. going to be one key word or one right, thing right. that connects. That's his whole set. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, just he processes music in such a way that I just – I like me, you know, like I, I, I'm trying to comprehend it still. So, yeah, DJing is at a ridiculously high level right now. But you, Cutso, are from the days, back, back, back in the days. How, how did it all start for you? It was uh, all a dream, obviously. <laughs> you were young. You're not a kid anymore. <laughs> some days, though. Some days. Some days. No, um, I was very young, and my uh, uncle moved in with us uh, when I was eight years old, and he had a set of turntables. And at that time, he was uh, spinning a lot of like uh, new wave and synth pop stuff. Okay. And I learned on that. And then, you know, from there, I discovered things like Kraftwerk and, mm. you, know, uh, um, okay. you know, Alan Lafiche and stuff like that, because he ha- also had those records. And um, from there, uh, getting into the, uh, my brother was a dancer. Uh, he rolled with a lot of DJs and he started bringing home mixtapes. And then, you know, I was kind of listening to those mixtapes and I was like, yo, I, I want to do that. Right. Mm. Right. Because I was, uh, you know, as a kid, I always wanted to find my place in hip hop. Like I, I wanted to rap. I tried to do graffiti. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I was too pudgy to break dance. Right. So <laughs> I was, you know, I was like, yeah, I want to DJ. I want to, I want to do that. Cause you know, I'm, I was really uh, just listen, hearing music and I was making fake radio shows when I was a kid too. So I was like, okay. I already built for it. So, right. Um, and then from there, yeah, I uh, learned how to do the whole mobile thing, rolled mm-hmm. with a mobile crew. And then from there, learned how to battle, started scratching, started juggling. And then I, that's when I met my crew, mm. the bangers. Yeah. The bangers. So yeah, talk a little bit about the bangers and kind of the trajectory of of how that took off because that's kind of like your proper uh, introduction into the the music industry. industry yes, right? yeah, correct. So around senior year of high school, like I I've, I grew up with these guys like all through high school, mm-hmm. and uh, around s- junior year we started to kind of um, uh, connect a little bit more because we were starting to DJ lunchtime at school and mm-hmm. you know doing the dances and you know things like that. So. We started kicking it, and then one year, uh, one day, I had a birthday party, and I invited all my DJ friends to bring their records, and we're just gonna, I'm just going to set up these tables, and we'll fuck around in front of everybody. Right. Uh, the seven dudes that showed up with records ended up becoming the Finger Bangers. Mm. Oh, okay. And from there- It's we like s- getting jumped in. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's like okay. if you were there the day of with a bag of records, you were part of our crew. Okay. Right on. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and- um, 
yeah, from there we just started, you know, learning learning new things together, and then you know the whole uh, battle thing took off. So we started, you know, entering battles in San Francisco and in the local circuit at the car shows, and then from there we started uh, entering bigger battles like DMC and ITF. Right. Right. And you know, after winning a U.S. title in 2000, um, we got into music production. Right. And from right. there, we started producing music together, and just. From there, it was just always, like, evolving as a crew. Mm, right, mm, right. And, you know, ultimately, we started producing music for the Jabberwockies and then doing ad spots for, like, you know, um, and, you know, random video games and stuff like that. And When when did you stop have, having Nate be your weed carrier? When, <laughs> when did that? Uh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> weed carrier emeritus. Carry records at times. Okay. okay. <laughs> Nate was muling. He was yeah, muling yeah, for the yeah. crew. No, no, no. Nate was always like everybody had their their plus one. There was like you know their homie that they were right. just kind of like their extracurricular homie that would kick. In. <laughs> didn't really didn't really ki- didn't really DJ, but he was always there. Nate was one of those guys. DJ plus That's one. Nate. Nice. <laughs> DJ plus one. <laughs> Shout out to the actual DJ plus one in France. Okay. DJ Sorry. minus one. Plus one. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's dope. So. Uh, you got some pretty big gigs coming up for the yeah. for the birthday week. Why don't you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, um, so I'm heading out to New York on the day of my birthday on Wednesday on our birthday. Hey, nice. and um, I'm gonna be doing um, I'm gonna be doing a guest set on Sway in the Morning um, on the 25th. Nice. And then uh, on the 26th, I'll be at Brooklyn Bowl for our uh, Shade versus Erica Badu tribute party. Hey. Nice man. So as a non nightclub goer, <laughs> I, I just want to ask you like. I know this is your party and it's going really well for you and I'm super happy for you. Mm. Does Sade work in the club? Here's the thing. So with, you know, when you advertise something like as special as, you know, uh, a night of Sade and Erica Badu, two artists that you don't typically hear a lot in nightclub settings. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have a whole different crowd coming. Got you. Got you. you have like your couples and you know your yeah. you know your your dudes with the side chicks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. the ones with the sweetest tattoos. Right. Nice. Nate LeBlanc, ladies and gentlemen. But really though, is it a crime, Apple? Shout out to Crime Apple. Oh man. No, but you ha- you know like it's 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 kind of it's a specialty thing. Shout yeah. shout okay. to, to Mister E by the way who started the whole thing. This was mm. his baby. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. When you again you you're not typically going to hear these two artists in a club. You okay. Know, more than once in a night. So to dedicate a whole night to that kind of vibe is a special thing. Mm. So are are you doing uh, are you doing edits at all? I know for Motown on Mondays, you know, you definitely have some really hardcore edits. I'm yes, I mean, I, I do my own edits. There's a lot of Shade uh, uh, and Erica Badu remixes. Mm. Uh, we also uh, throw in a lot of like connected artists within you know in the that, night. So the like diaspora. You know, yeah. Mm. So you know, you have your Jill Scotts, your Lauren, your Lauren Hills, your Lay Nubians. Uh, do you like play uh, Rye, which is like those white dudes doing fake Shade? No. <laughs> what is that? Do you know what that is? That's no. It's horrific. R H Y E. They they were big like maybe oh, like yeah, five yeah, yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like blog rock. Totally. But yes. it totally sounds like Chardé. I've but heard, it's like a Swedish dude. Yes. <laughs> Swedish, Swedish taboo. taboo. Swedish oh! taboo. <laughs> I believe I hit the buzzer on that you one first. Did, you did. <laughs> Judges uh, give it to uh, you. Uh, <laughs> oh hey, Paula, you mentioned um, some of your production work, right? That you yeah. started off and are you know constantly evolving. Um. Talk a little bit about, you know, your project with Big Hungry and, and what, you know, how that came about and what we have to look forward to. So we are 
actually the the album is getting mixed right now as we speak. Dope. Oh no, it's, it's dope. It's, what it, I've heard so far, so yeah, it's it's an EP. It's got maybe about six tracks on it, and this dude hungry from Richmond. He's been around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to go by Hungry Hussein, and he's done work with like Hyro. He's uh, he's 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 down with D'Lo and okay. Ezel and you know a lot of those guys. And so um, I actually met him through my brother, who he was trimming weed with. Okay. And, you know, they were just, you know, doing their job. And, you know, Hungry was like, yo, I got some music. You want to hear my shit? And my brother heard it. And he's like, yo, you should link with my brother. He's, mm. He makes dope beats. So one night he took, the, he took the Bart down. I picked him up from Fremont. We pounded out like three songs. Wow. Okay. The okay. first uh, upon meeting, mm. we pounded dope. out three songs. And from there, it's just been a really organic experience like he'll come to me with the samples he's a real music kid. Mm. he's a jazz head he like listens to you know a lot of shit so he comes to me with the samples and he's like yo i want to flip this let's see where you can take mm-hmm. this uh, okay. and it just so happens that every first thing that i would throw at him like yo here's what i got that's perfect let's, <laughs> let's expound on that so nice. okay while he's writing he'll be out he'll be out back in the cigarette you know writing his part and i'll be in there getting in on the beat and nice. by the time we're ready to go. We have a whole song. Nice, nice. So, so what can we expect? What do you guys got coming up? We have our six-song EP, uh, which is called Prelude. That'll be out in November. Awesome. Uh, it'll, nice. It'll be, a, be, a, it'll be available on digital and cassette. Dope. Oh. Okay. Um, and, yeah, man. I mean, we're going to see where that one goes, man. Yeah. So far, I mean, this, this we you know, me and him collectively have a lot of connections in the, in mm-hmm. the scene. So, collectively, we're hoping that it'll have some legs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, it kind of seems like you were not, and correct me if I'm wrong, not looking for like a rapper to DJ for or anything. It just kind of happened the way it happened, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it's, you know, I, I've always struggled with finding an artist that I really, truly love and like truly am a fan of. Like right. someone I can imagine making my ideal album with. Right, right. And, you know, I've I've done a lot of stuff with Ray Rez and, you right. know, me and him vibe out on, you know, many levels. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I met Hungry, it was like, yo, he's, he's you know, one part's East Coast, one part's West Coast. He's like, he, he reminds me of Casual, but he also right. reminds me of like, you know, Sean Price. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, like it's, it's a fusion of everything that I love. And then, you know, taking the beats um, you know that that, that I make, uh, which is a fusion of you know East Coast and West Coast influence, right. putting that together, it was perfect. Nice, nice. Okay, so we we look forward to that in November. Uh, maybe maybe the guys can get an exclusive here. <laughs> very very possible. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, talk yeah. to our people. Um, so. So you you you've got that project coming up, but you know I want to make sure the listeners understand that you've also been working with Lyrics Born, who mm-hmm. who Nate does a, an incredible impression of if he does <laughs> to the show, <laughs> and hopefully Lyrics Born hasn't. But I used uh, to wake up when me and Nate were roommates. I used to wake up in the morning to Mary. <laughs> Which sounds like a cross between Lyrics Born and um, uh, Patty and Selma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Lyrics Born with Smoker's Lung. That is okay. hilarious. Okay. Uh, you need to record that maybe for uh, <laughs> That needs gonna, to be our drop. I want that to be my drop. Yeah. <laughs> Patty and Selma. Use the same old, wow. yeah. Uh, so how did you guys start working together? When did, when did that come about? Well, um, he was working with our boy, Mike, uh, Mike Realm. Yeah. And um, Mike Realm also, you know, he was he worked with us uh, on a music video with the Jabberwockies. Mm-hmm. And when LB saw that video, he was like, who are these guys making these beats? 
And he's like, oh, it's the Bangers from San Jose. He's like, oh, I know, I know Cutso. I see him, you know, at the mm-hmm. parties all the time. So he reached out to me on Twitter and, you know, I sent him a package of beats from the crew. But I found myself being the only one really keen on working with him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. from there, like, um, I became his tour DJ. And oh, nice. I started out by, you know, editing his set and, you know, adding things to his set. And from there, we started working on this project called Rap Night, which will be out in January. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Can't wait. And, um, yeah, I contributed uh, a track on um, the Latirix, uh Muse Zappers reissue, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also a hidden track on the new album, Quite a Life. Oh, cool. Dope. That's and crazy, man. We used to, like, roll around listening to Latirix I know. in high school. The Muse Zappers like, EP. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. Now I'm on that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Congrats, so, man. Yeah, dude. It's, Full circle, It's man. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, to be able to, like, work on stuff that you grew up listening to and love, I mean. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's priceless. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it helps that we're both, you know, still in the Bay Area, too. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Okay. So. I want to wind back to kind of like the more general DJ stuff. Um, this I don't know. I'll just say it. Are people like still coming up with new scratches and stuff? Is that like a thing that used to happen or is that a thing that is currently happening? So now, like right, what we're seeing right now in the DJ world um, is sort of a renaissance in uh, skills mm-hmm. and flexing um, thanks to social media mm. and uh, um, you Instagram know, stories and, yeah, and all that kind of things stuff. like that. Yeah. Uh, new technology like the Pioneer S9, which is like the standard mixer now. Mm. Um yeah, cats are getting up their one-minute videos on Instagram yeah. of, you know, just them flexing. And in in a way, it's, I mean, it's preserving the art, which we thought was, you know, kind of on a decline for, right. for a hot second. Right. But once, you know, the S9 came out and people started using Instagram for, you know, for exposure and things mm. like that, we're learning new things now. Yeah. So explain to the layman why the S9 makes that possible. What is it? Why is it? So it's a it's a basic you know two channel battle mixer, and um, it has two really standout features, which is uh, you know two rows of uh, control pads, which you can you know control your cue points and uh, you know other effects with, as well as uh, um, an onboard effects panel with echoes, phases, loops, okay. and you know this is what people are getting uh, creative with now. Mm. Okay. They're doing live looping on turntables. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, doing what, what they call tone play, which is, you know, playing one song out of notes from another song mm. and connecting right. those into a set. Mm. Um, yeah. It's this technology and social media is really opening up uh, turntablism and um, performance based DJing. Mm. And it's awesome. It's like it's it's like I said, it's a renaissance right now. Yeah, that's cool, man. Do you find that like the older cats are getting left behind or is it forcing sort of like the veterans to step up the game? No way, man. Look at the bee junkies, man. They opened up a school. Of course. They opened up a school where they teach you these things. Yeah. Yeah. My my 11 year old niece from Long Beach is one of their students. Yeah. No, it's like one of their star students. That's dope. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's also um, influencing the veterans to step up their mm-hmm. game as well. Yeah, like you said, like DJ Scratch is up there, you know, mm-hmm. hitting buttons now. Right. Um, is yeah. it kind of like your button pushing skill and like your musicality takes the forefront more so than like scratching or juggling? Like, I haven't paid attention to this since VHS tapes of turntable yeah. TV. So just educate us. Some people push more buttons than others, but yeah, like if, <laughs> you know, if you can incorporate juggling, you know, all the elements, then you know that's sort of like. Your skill set. Mm. So, 
yeah, there's there's people who are just up there kind of just pressing buttons and playing, which is also an art form in itself. That's sure. that's right. just as crazy as, you know, scratching because we we don't want to hear scratching for five straight minutes. Totally. Yeah. totally. Just as much as we don't want to hear tone play for five straight minutes. Right. right. So if you can, you know, incorporate all the tricks into one set one dynamic set and keep musicality mm. and technicality mm-hmm. in mind, that's where the game is right now. Right. It's at a very musical and technical level. Yeah. So, so with you, with your like, you know, professional DJ ear, who's who's you know pushing the needle forward right now? Man, um, Jay Espinoza, who just mm. who just won the Red Bull U.S. Finals uh, last week. Um, Miles Medina, mm. um, this uh, cat out of L.A. named DJ Manuel. Uh, he DJs for the Far Side right now. He's mm. a tour DJ. Mm. Um, and you know, you have your cats like you know um, DJ Scratch, who you know is kind of uh adapting to the new style right. of DJing with right. his you know with his old style that we we all you know kind of came up on right um man there there's just an endless line of cats that are I mean I'm sure if you look at you know like my uh, who who I'm following on Instagram right, right, right. you're going to find like the real like top notch cats on there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cuz that's that's who I'm looking to for inspiration sure of course as of well course. as the younger cats there's a lot of younger cats mm-hmm. That are you know pushing the envelope? Oh right yeah, now. you got to know your field, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so what role does the the competitions play? The DMCs is I don't know is ITF still a thing? Like what what role do those play in in kind of the culture right now? Um, they're still you know known as like the coveted, mm. you know the coveted prize of of DJ of that side of the DJ game. Right. DMC is still a thing. Okay. Uh, there's there's many uh, categories within DMC now. Mm-hmm. Like you have your online championship, you have your oh. scratching champ, oh. your, your scratching championship, you have your advancement, you know, which involves everything, um, and then you have Red Bull Three Style, mm, which is okay. more on the um, mix and technique side of things. Like there's a really strict criteria you have to follow, um, and it's just beyond just you know doing tricks like Mm -hmm. it has to be musical it has Mm -hmm. to connect that you have to use at least three different genres of music right right right. um and that seems those two seem to be the most prestigious ones out right now itf unfortunately does not exist anymore okay uh but it uh was reincarnated into a thing called the ida which is uh Shoot, I'm, I'm not even really sure what the, <laughs> the acronym is. But it's like boxing. There's like yeah, 22 yeah, different right, titles. Right, yeah, Intercontinental yeah. Federation of DJing. <laughs> totally, totally. And yeah, so um, IT, oh, I'm sorry, uh, DMC and Red Bull. That's really okay, those are, right those are Those are the big. Where, where, do you see, where do you see this going? Because I know in the era that Nate's talking about when I think both of us were probably a lot more plugged into turntablism and its, and its trajectory, there was this idea that the turntable itself was the new guitar mm-hmm. that there was the musicality of it was going to go to such a point where scratching would literally be like playing chords on a guitar yeah. or something. And that's not quite where it went. Uh, I had a question kind of along those lines, just to yes. And you right there. It's like, okay, so now the turntable is an instrument. Yeah. Now so what? what? Yeah. yeah. What happened? You know what I mean? Was there like a kind of a downswing at that point or was, did it never go away? People just moved on in your opinion. Um, you, are you talking about like from the era where they were out selling guitars, where yeah. the turntable was out yeah. selling? Guitars? Well, um, we could call it the late '90s, early 2000s, early 2000s. Like, so like around yeah. 2001, 2002, uh, everything that was being revealed in in, in battles was kind of stagnant because mm. it started to become who can do these same tricks better, mm-hmm. who can right. do the same batch of uh, tricks better than this guy, right. uh, who could take this known juggling pattern and make their 
own variation of it. And right. so it, it, right. there wasn't really a lot of innovation involved after a while. Like, I think the, the most innovative uh, era of DJing from that time was 1997 to, well, like 1993, where, you know, Cubert and them mm-hmm. were really getting their bearings to about 1998, 1999, where, you know, you had A-Track and Craze yeah. and yeah. Clever yeah. and all those guys, like, really elevating the art form with just two turntables. Right. And from there, yeah, that's where we had the, the little downslope. And it started to become about, you know, that's where kids started to learn uh, how to produce music. Right. Okay. And then, you know, once the EDM thing came back in, DJs started becoming important again. Right. But then right. And the, rich. Uh, yeah. But then <laughs> you had all these hip-hop DJs who were trying to find their place in the game. Right. Some right. of them became EDM DJs. Right. And coming back down to about 2012, 2013... They drop the S9, and suddenly everybody's back in on turntablism. Interesting. Mm. I didn't realize that was such a point of demarcation. I appreciate you pointing that out for us. Yeah, it, it, it was a real wave in, the, in, in a whole, like, maybe, like, 10, 15-year span where, you know, the popularity died. It got real stagnant and died and then came back in. And yeah. next thing you know, you have crazy technology. Like, you have your controllers coming out. Um, they have this thing now, Phase, which is a little thing you put on your record hub. You have two of them. And it, it's a Bluetooth signal. You don't need needles anymore. Mm, it just right, reads the right, direction right. of where... We're post-needle now. Yes. It's wild. Yeah, I don't know wild. if I want to be post-needle. This is scaring <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> uh, we had a DJ Way Styles on from Seattle. Do you know him? Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've heard of him. Um, he was expl- trying to explain... He's on some next level shit where he's like using alexa to make beats or something um, he's, like a, he's like a computer programmer cool ass dude alexa give me a slapping kick i did not know what he was talking about for a good four minute section um anyway he was explaining the needlelessness to me and uh like you could use that tonight like you could put these things and like not have to bring needles to the club yeah dude it's crazy yeah i mean if you're gonna be the dickhead that shows up five minutes before the set and be like i gotta unplug the turntables and <laughs> plug my phase unit in then of course not interesting but, but you think that's that's 100 percent where it's going it's the, i mean nothing is ever going to replace your turntable and your needle okay you mm. will have other things of you know technology that'll come out and you know some people will jump on it some people won't right right mm. um i'm wondering and this is a little bit of a weird question but i think you can go there with me if you can explain explain a little bit about like the brotherhood of like djs like when we used to live together at our house like you'd have there's like people on a circuit like you'd play their place in arizona and then they'd sleep on our couch in san jose yeah, and then right. you got people in chicago you got people wherever yeah and like you guys all have each other's backs and you're like really good friends like it's just it's as a semi outsider who was also there to smoke weed with everyone, it's like really cool <laughs> to see. Like, can you just talk about like the friendships that you've made and like your life as a DJ? I don't think people understand this part of it. Well, I mean, you know, we first of all, we're all nerds. We're all like hardcore right. nerds. So right. we're, we're uh, technology nerds. We're equipment nerds. We're music nerds. Right. Like we're nerds on so many levels as DJs. <laughs> right. And um, yeah, man, it's just like we've we've you know. Like like you said, you know, we've met each other through, like, you know, traveling and, you know, meeting each other through other DJs. Z-Trip is somebody that we've met a lot of our, like, in, like our national friends through. Because mm. he has, like, a really, like, crazy connection with a lot of, like, people, you know, all over the U.S. and the world. But, you know, that's how I met my friends in Arizona and Chicago and New York and, you know, L.A. And so... All those guys happen to be like, you know, the front runners of the DJ culture mm. right. in, in their right. respective cities. 
And so is it, it kind of like that's part of why you want to hang out with them? Like they're on your level. Like, is there like a camaraderie in terms of like, okay, only you would understand what this is like to read crowds like this and to like Absolutely. know records like this. Absolutely, because we're all fighting the same struggle in our mm. respective cities. Like, mm. like one guy might be the Cutso of Arizona. I right. might be the Z Trip of San Jose or right. something like that. Not mm. saying, right. but you, know, for example. But um, yeah, it's like we're, we're sharing the same struggles as working DJs. You know, because we, I mean, we live, eat, and breathe this shit, so we want to be able to do it full time. And, yeah. you know, we all have to do weddings on the side. We all right, have to right, do right, corporate right. gigs right, just right. to sustain what part of the game that we actually love. Is is that yeah. the hardest part, having to kind of do the side gig stuff? To What's what's the hardest part of, like, being a full-time, you know, day-in, day-out DJ in this day and age? Um, I mean, you have your, you know, your your yearly climate where, you know, the dead zone comes in after New Year's yeah. and yeah. you're struggling to... You That's know, a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's mm. a very real People thing. People just don't go out. People just don't go out. And, yeah. you know, like... But doesn't the club have to be open? Do they just literally yeah. close for weeks or they just don't pay you? I don't get well, how that works. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, you'll be getting less phone calls. Okay. Mm. But, I mean, you know, if you, you know, build up your name, you build up a reputation, you build these relationships with people, your, your work year doesn't stop. Okay. Like, okay. you know, my work year hasn't stopped for like a good three years mm -hmm. right. because, you know, like since I got since I came back from uh, Las Vegas and L.A., I started rebuilding these new, these relationships, making these new relationships and right. building the scene with these people. So now I, I'm a go to, you know, because I've helped them, you know, build what we have now in this local Bay Area DJ scene. Nice. So, um, yeah, it's. If you're if you're working if you're if you're working enough then you, you you'll never stop working. Yeah. All right. So I, I have a club based question because I always I always have this kind of empathy with my DJ friends. What are what is maybe can you give an example of like one or two records that you as a club DJ feel that you have to play because you have to right now? Like there's always a record of the moment. Do do you feel inclined to play the record of the moment, even if you're not fucking with it? Even if you're like, that, yeah, I, don't I, mean, fuck, I don't like that record? The, yes, because, you know, if I mean, of course, and this is, you know, in a situation where I have to play at a club right, where right. I have to cater to everybody. Right. If everybody wants to hear Uproar from Lil Wayne that week, right. I'm going to play it. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't fuck with Uproar? I love that song. Oh, okay, no, I fucking okay. love it. But yeah. I'm just, you know, that was the first song to come to mind. Right. I was thinking Mo um, Bamba. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I love that song actually. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, like that's your job as a DJ to play their joints. Mm. But the fun part is finding ways, even if you hate the song. Right. I hate Return of the Mac, hey, but I know, but I know, you. but thank I know, you. but I know five songs that will get me to that record, and five songs that'll get me out of, out that, of that record, record to yeah. wash it from your yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, because nice. I know the people want to hear it. Right, right, then right, I have right. to clean it from my ears, <laughs> and everybody's happy. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, it's, so. it's it's a it's a win win. I, I yeah. find often that uh, my DJ pals have an affinity for records that do things in the club. Yes. So I'll be like, "Yeah, I don't really fuck with Mo Bamba that tough, but I've never seen it go in the club." Do you, oh. It's, do you it's almost that? like you've never even heard it because yeah. you've never you heard, heard it on a club, club system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds you, terrible in your laptop. But yeah, yeah, it sounds crazy. terrible in your minivan. Yeah. <laughs> but when you play it at the nearest nightclub or you hear it at yeah. the nearest nightclub, yeah. 
oh my god, that yeah. shit explodes. I've <laughs> actually been thinking about taglines for the show for our next season, and I was gonna be like uh, rattling the trunk of your sensible vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's right. Shaking up the Dodge Stratus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Music for the Swagger Wagon, Dad Bod, Rap Pod. Um, okay, so so maybe just to bring it all the way forward, what what are the uh, what are the uh, joints of like right now what is what are people going ape shit for uh, uh peop- at this, pro- this particular moment people are still going for you know like drake everything from the scorpion mm-hmm. album still mm-hmm. hits yeah. um bay area wise i mean you have so much crazy talent out here but sobrbe records always right. go right um did you like anything off the new record loved it i love the whole record yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, I, of all people, you should have fucked with that freestyle joint pretty hard, right? Oh, From yeah. The first Harper Lynn? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I played that in my set, my set uh, opening for A-Track. Nice. Because nice. oh, I, nice. I went from s- the sample Silent Morning to right. Carpooling. Nice. Yeah. That's the yeah. joint, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. But, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's, um, um, what else? What's what's really hot right now? Takashi, stupid. Oh really? Mm. I love that, that song, yo. Like, I want to throw the song. Stupid. It's like, yeah, don't. I was at. We were about to agree with you. <laughs> yeah, he is stupid. You're right. No, but I mean, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, yeah. He he kind of he, he kind of beat us to it, but yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, um, when, when, you, when I throw you... that record on, pray to God there there isn't a chair next to me because I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna throw that shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. The the new the Kanye Lil Pump record. You heard um, about that one? It. I mean, it slaps. Yeah, it slaps, but yeah. you know, as a song, it's kind of like that's all you gave us, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But he I likes mean. a quick fuck. He told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible! Uh, he would, he's, he's <laughs> about that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh man, the Saturday Night Live performance was atrocious. Ooh, terrible, atrocious, yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, I think part the the last half of the season has been like a lament for Kanye West. Just every week, we were like more bummed. Yeah, about yeah. about where that's going. Um, so what what's the most far out and i know you're very eclectic dj uh-huh. what's the far end of what you'll throw in at a set like give us an example of like when you're like all right i'm all the way left field now yeah i might throw you i i might be in a big room club playing um some ariana grande remix and if it's in key and in tune with this next talking heads record that i have nice. that's, i'm gonna that's drop happening. that shit that's happening you may not know you like it but okay nice. i'm gonna serve it up in the way everybody but, but that's the jollies right of saying i'm yeah. gonna take you what you know and what mm-hmm. you're comfortable with yeah and then now we're in the deep end of the pool yeah that's what they call open format quote unquote open mm-hmm. format mm-hmm. but you're like you know. the king of open format you've been totally. open formatting <laughs> since we were Since kids. back in the day, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, uh, yeah, wasn't it the Selena Gomez who used the uh, the Talking Heads baseline this year, or was it is it Ariana Grande? I'm not even. There not. is a song. Is there? Yeah, oh, shit. there is. Oh, a wow, song. I'm surprised I didn't know. So yeah. we go to Nate for our Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> so to our young Latina pop stars. <laughs> yeah, sample yeah. usage. <laughs> Off top, I ask yeah. him first. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've yo, know, I, I so I I do a radio show on 94.9, and I've played Square Pusher. Nice. nice. Okay. You know, like, okay. It, it depends on what situation I'm in. Yeah. I'll throw some left field shit if it, if it fits. Right. I'll throw it in just for my own jollies. Nice. Okay. But it, it's never going to be in a you know in a, in a case where it's like oh I'm just throwing this in just to throw it in just yeah. to trip you guys Potentially. out. Yeah. Do you have like, your uh, set prepared for uh, the sway? I I am still in the process. Of okay. Preparing okay. That. Yeah. Really Are you going to play a rap yeah. set? Yeah, it's it, it has to be like eighty percent hip hop. So they cool, give you man. parameters. Like. They gave me little, yeah slight parameters, and um, there's certain artists I can't play on there because mm. of you know Shade Forty Five and their affiliations. Interesting, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna get into that. Wow, but um, but I mean, it's you know my first love is rap. Yeah, now yeah, it's all yeah. about what 
eras and what sound right. of rap and what subsect of rap I want to throw into the set mm-hmm. and how can I make this the most action-packed 30 minutes. Nice. Okay. Is it 30? So you just get straight 30 minutes canvas. Yes. And you can do what you want. Do what you want. That's so, so exciting. So what yeah. time can cats, uh, you know, in the Bay Area peep it? Like, what time is it going to be on? Um. Well, it's a f- a Pacific Standard Time. It's 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Oh, okay. So okay. we'll catch it on the replay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, they usually, you know, give it to the DJs to post it on their own social media. Dope. So nice. I'll, I'll be posting okay. it on oh, SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's dope, man. So... You're doing you're doing the New York run. You've got uh, Shade Four Five also doing Brooklyn Bowl. Yep. Sade versus Badu. Yep. Um, this will probably come out after them. But if you get in a time machine and come back to the future, <laughs> please check out uh, Paula at the Brooklyn Bowl. Um, <laughs> so what's what's kind of next on the rise? You got the big Hungry record coming out. Yep. Rap Night coming out. Yep. Um, what 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 happens to DJs? Because I was thinking about this when I was watching Jazzy Jeff, mm-hmm. and I go. Bravo's got to be getting closer to 50. Yeah. Like, d- is there ever a thought of, like, do you retire from this shit? Or what What happens? What's, like, a 10-year plan for a DJ? Well, I will say this much. Denny Crivet is, I think, 55 years old. Uh-huh. And still playing amazing gigs. Okay. Because he loves to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, I definitely don't want to be hustling gigs at or, you know, any right, like right, right, local right, right. downtown bar <laughs> right, by the time right, I'm 40. Right. right. But, you know, I mean, I'm still going to be doing it to some degree, yeah. you know. Hopefully it's an extension of what you love doing. It's, Either it, way, right? That's what it is. Yeah, that's, totally. that's exactly what it yeah. is. And, you know, even, you know, I might, you know, throw a set down on my own wedding after retirement. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> hell yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's always going to be in me. It's always going to be a part of me. Um, I de- But I definitely set plan for myself like i definitely don't want to be hustling gigs like yeah. club gigs and things like that mm-hmm. and just doing gigs that i don't really want to do mm. Mm. you know there's gigs i i love to do and there's gigs i have to do yeah right yeah right. you know yep and even if I'm, like you know i've also even you know thought about investing in in my sound system and just doing professional sound for other djs right mm. on right. weekends you know right yeah. um things like that so it's weird. Like I, earlier in the year, I was like, I kind of want to hang it up. I'm getting burnt out. Really? And then I started getting re-inspired mm. by all these guys, and then I started getting all these weird opportunities for mm. you know really big shows. Right. Mm. So right. And, okay. and an inspired cutso is the best, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when, when people ask yeah. me, who, when people ask me who my favorite DJs are in the Bay Area, I'm always like DJ Because. A shout out to Because and Cutso. So it's Thank really you. good to like sit across from you and pick your brain a little bit. The you know fact I mean? that you're holding me next to him, <laughs> someone like Because, Dude. whether you know him or not, this guy is an am- he has the most amazing ear, amazing, and just the most amazing collection. Yeah, the most or- organic mixes. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, he's like one of the rawest DJs in existence, and he's a DJ's DJ. Ask any of the big guys on top. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. I have the post retirement plan. I think the Sharks should have a DJ, and it should clearly be you. Oh, off top. Because they have this guy, Evander Kane, and they are not playing Warm It Up Kane. (laughs) (laughs) He's on the breakaway. No. That's bullshit. That's an obvious oversight. Are just skating around? Have you been to a Sharks game? Who's this supervisor? Yeah, it's more kind of Motley Crue. That's what I'm saying. It's very rock. We need to... Up, they need to wrap update. it up. Dude. Yeah, I'll say, yeah. uh, if your wife and the music you <laughs> like you is rock, need. you can come and get some hip hop puck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. man. Wow. There two, it is. Two Juice Crew references I know. in a span of one minute. <laughs> That's what you come here I'm for. I'm sitting with true nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Dad bod, rap pod. Uh, this has been the DJ episode. 
Um, been great to chop it up with you, man, and, and kind of get the current state of the game. And it's um, a pleasure. We'll we'll Always. be looking out for your shade four five set. We'll we'll probably tweet that out just for association props. It'll be a package deal. <laughs> yeah, because uh, 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 you, you get the guy, come for the podcast, stay for the shade four five. You, you, you get, the, you get <laughs> the mix. It's all it's all here for you on the on the dead bod rap pod. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us, man. We'll definitely um, have you back. We mentioned you probably like. 1.5 times every show <laughs> at, least, at least once a show yeah yeah I, so i'd be hearing that every now and then <laughs> yeah. so that's you, why that's why i had Kanye. to say i was like oh, i want to i want to be a fly on the wall again man yeah yeah, oh, yeah. So, so it has been real man appreciate you coming through and uh dj and is still alive and well dead rock that dead dead rock back pod <laughs> back rod dad pod <laughs> slap rod fact mod As always, thank you for listening to DadBot Rap Pod. Thanks to Cutso. We're going to do something we've never done before, which is uh, premiere a song, a rap song. This is Cutso and Big Hungry off their new EP, Prelude. This is a world premiere of the track Paper. Before you get to listen to a brand new song from these gifted artists, you got to like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends about DadBot Rap Pod. Also, shout to Cutso for producing all these beats you're hearing on the show. All right, enough of that. Let's get into it. This is Paper off the Prelude EP. Cutso, Big Hungry. Enjoy. Something stocky in the chamber Living life fully aware of all the dangers Poppy talking prophets told him Meet me down in Spanglers Swear to God Jesus had a kilo in the manger How you want it? Saute the extra crispy Button down, Dickies Lakage You can't miss me Figure out the land in and out like a gypsy Circle around a block like a knock on a 10 speed But I ain't copping Nah, brother, I'm just cruising Dodging cops, hope to never make it on the news And niggas in the streets ain't got nothing to lose Started shining in his own man Knocked him out of shoes like like damn, damn, why they tryna stick me for my paper? It's like damn, damn, why they tryna stick me for my paper? It's like damn, why they tryna stick me for my paper? Like damn, damn, hey. I'm stressed out, tripping like a motherfucker. I got some niggas to call, but don't nobody love you. And what's love? A feeling that you can't ignore. Don't got no love for yourself, then what you living for? Who could I trust? I barely trust my own thoughts. You put your life on the line until the battle's lost. No silver spoons, ain't nobody there to hold your hand. Stand firm by your word till it's quicksand. Got big plans, success is all I wanna see. But once you're closer to the top, somebody intervene. Who can you call when you your own worst enemy? I'm like you, there's no reason to. Remember me, cause at the end, man, we all bleed the same blood. He said he do it for his people, then he changed up. Man, what's love? A feeling that you can't ignore. Ain't got no love for yourself, then who you living for? Like, damn, damn, why they tryna stick me for my paper? Damn, why they tryna stick me for my paper? Damn, why they tryna stick me for my paper? Like, damn, why they tryna stick me for my paper? Like, damn, why they tryna stick me for my paper? Like, damn, why they tryna stick me for my
they tryna stick me for my paper? Damn, why they tryna stick me for my paper? I'm ice cold, but I ain't ever had a perm. When I was younger, man, I used to live with no concern. And I'm still living life like I don't give a fuck. But I know one day that sketchy shit can catch you up. I think twice now every time I'm getting drunk. Break down the Buddha, man, I'm steady rolling hella skunk. Hey, listen, I just want them all like the man you have. Staring at the world like the last one left. No, I don't got the life tatted on my chest, but I do got a line on a Glock in the vest. Like, fuck with your heart. Listen, we fucking up the party. And somebody slid in the back with a shoddy. It's killers in the street, and they do it for a hobby. High as fuck, strapped up in the middle of the lobby. Like, damn. Why they tryna stick me for my paper? Like, damn. Why they tryna stick me for my paper? Like, damn. Why they tryna stick me for my paper? Damn. Why they tryna stick me for my paper? Like,